So when you get into an argument with, with the ability of your keen observation, it is extremely difficult for people to win over that argument. There are very few people. And the key to deal with your, your argument is emotions. You know, people you love and you care for, if they break down and they cry, that's the only way they can probably find some leeway because the other part of you is emotional. But otherwise, if somebody tries to logically fight it back, then it is almost impossible. You know, it's unbelievable what you just said. <laughs> I, I just, I just can't believe it that you said it. Okay, so and and I never thought that somebody would be able to tell me this through my handwriting. But uh, it's getting know, started, Vikram. <laughs> I, this is getting into a danger zone now, actually. So. <laughs> Welcome to Absolutely Right, the very first graphology-based podcast show in India. My name is Aditi Surana. I'm a graphologist, a high-performance coach, and the host of this show. Now, when we talk about graphology, which means handwriting analysis, you may wonder why do we do this show? And why do we have to analyze people and, you know, get to know about themselves? I have a few reasons. First one is I'm passionate about this work and I get to learn a lot every time I talk to a leader, an entrepreneur, somebody who is really passionate about what what they do and that exploration keeps me going the second reason is for you to learn from the other person's journey their story and every time in the conversation i talk about a specific handwriting trait that you can evaluate in your own writing now i believe that when you keep evaluating yourself and analyzing yourself in an in an objective manner you get to learn so much you get to improve so much you get to alter things for yourself and that is the main concept of self-growth self-evaluation you cannot change things about your behavior about your thinking about your decision making without evaluating for what it is right now it's almost like a starting point on your gps right no matter where you want to go you have to know where you're starting it from and that current evaluation of your personality is crucial because of that the third reason is when you hear an inspiring story people who have gone through their ups and downs people who have struggled through their journeys and still chose to walk on that precarious path, you get inspired. And that's what we require, all of us require in these challenging times. So without further ado, let me introduce you to our guest today, Mr. Vikram Gupta, who is a managing partner and founder of a $200 million venture capital fund called IV Cap Ventures. The way he describes his work is more driven by passion. If you know people from banking or investment kind of background, you know that they think more in a logical, objective, impersonal manner. You know, they go for numbers, they are very evaluative and everything becomes data based. I was surprised to look at Vikram's handwriting where I found his emotional side, his musical bend of mind and compassion and passion to help people grow along with the numbers. Now that is interesting, right? We cannot put people in different boxes and label them for their career. We really get to understand the nuances, the leadership style, the personality behind the profession. Now that is an interesting part of today's conversation to see both these sides balanced and beautifully played out. Now let's jump into the conversation right away. Vikram will join us in a moment. Hi Vikram, welcome to Absolutely Right. You are the first venture capitalist on the show. So we definitely have so many questions, especially in the time like these. Hi Aditi, thanks for having me on your show. I'm really excited about it and looking forward to it. So I looked at your handwriting sample. Before this conversation, I had requested you to write a 
paragraph on a blank sheet, unruled sheet of paper, along with your signature. And I have that in front of me. And now I'm going to analyze your personality, talk about your decision making style, how you talk to your entrepreneurs and how you evaluate things and much more based on the writing sample that I have in front of me. Now, the first thing that comes to my mind, which I did not expect, is you have a creative bend of mind which is kind of interesting. I was expecting like complete evaluative, you know, to the point analytical thinking here. But to my surprise, it is a a creative writing with more connections and more flow. You know, it's quite exciting uh, uh, when you say that. And I almost thought that you probably did a little bit of Google on me. Uh, I am a creative person. So you're absolutely right about that. No, but what, what, why do you call yourself a creative person? What do you do? I uh, am a singer and I also write songs. Okay. I am uh, very passionate about music. That's amazing. Uh, you know, like so many times we believe that one people in particular career should have certain personality type. And every time on our show, we get surprised by seeing people with multiple passions and, and talents. It's amazing to even look at it. Now, the first thing that comes to my mind is I feel unlike most venture capitalists, for you, this career is driven by passion. And I'm saying that because when I look at your writing, the slant of the writing is more towards right. So when people operate from their passions or emotions, if that is the basis of their decision making, most of the time they may pick up any career, but they will have that innate passion and, and connection emotional connection with this work. How do you manage to do that? How is that even possible? Yeah, so I, I, would, I would think that um, passion is an integral part of any entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. I call myself uh, more of an entrepreneur than anything else. Every day of my life, ever since I started Ivy Cap, I just, I just love that day more than the day before. Uh, and uh, I've really enjoyed this journey. Uh, there are ups and downs, uh, and that's part of the journey. Uh, I'm very passionate about uh, venture capital, entrepreneurship, investing, uh, and creating value. And what uh, got you started yeah. on this journey? So, uh, you know, I, I probably discovered this over a period of time. Uh, before starting Ivy Cap, I was with uh, a large group in India, a pyramid group, where I had set up a, a private equity fund. During that experience, I, I learned quite a few lessons about life and, uh, and I discovered myself during that experience. And that discovery led me to believe that I really enjoy helping others, helping entrepreneurs, helping or, or, or you know, supporting the dreams of uh, entrepreneurs. You know, as luck would have it, uh, the Piramal Fund, um, uh, you know, had uh, a situation where they sold their healthcare business to a large pharma giant. Mm-hmm. And in the process, uh, um, I, I uh, got the opportunity to start my own fund. So I started in 2011. And because I came up with certain ideas, which I thought were very unique and mm-hmm. uh, were never done before, uh, the execution of those ideas was even more exciting. And today I, I feel very uh, fortunate that uh, whatever the ideas I had thought in the beginning are working out very well and things have played out very well. So by exciting, you meant challenging, right? 
challenging and you know uh, there is always a risk reward right so if you if you're taking risk there is a reward and when you actually see those rewards uh, you really enjoy those rewards so give us an example of that give us a story there so uh, it's very interesting you know when i started iv cap uh, prior to that you know uh, when i was raising that fund which was a 100 million dollar fund in 2008 mm-hmm. uh when i started raising that fund the market started crashing you might remember 2008 was a yeah. very bad year right. especially for raising funds you know so the markets were melting and if you imagine you going to an investor and asking uh, them to invest right. in a fund so i actually between 2008 and 2009 i raised 100 million dollars in a private equity setup which was first of its kind it was a healthcare fund uh, uh, first healthcare fund of india okay and i would say that uh, you know of course uh, i was able to achieve that one because of the piramal brand name two because of the healthcare uh, sector focus mm-hmm. and three because uh, of the uh, uh, support system uh, from the former chairman of state bank of india who joined piramal at that time and in the process uh, in about 12 months uh, i raised about 100 million dollars in that market wow especially in that time and that market so i'm going to come back to your handwriting and talk about one of the most important aspects of your sharp thinking and keen observation when we look at your writing there is you know every letter like m or letter like n is pointed in its formation and anybody who has a stroke like that it talks about your ability to make acute observations very quick judgment and constant evaluation of the information that comes your way and that is your second nature the fact that you are in this business the fact that you are you know uh, considered as an intelligent student from the beginning all of that happened but whether if, whatever you are doing in life that constant observation even if you are vacationing even if you are like not supposed to think about things and evaluate that observation mind observational mind constantly keeps processing the information and literally connects with with connects the dot to create different patterns that other people cannot see uh, i have started falling in love with your this analysis uh, aditi uh, in fact uh, it's amazing how you are able to identify some of these uh, nuances of writing specific letters uh, i think you're absolutely right in fact many times people tell me that because i'm a virgo therefore i'm a perfectionist i identify small small things and i go into the nitty gritties and the detailing uh, i'm not much believer of uh, all this zodiac signs but i think i'm sure there must be some correlation but i never thought that a handwriting analysis can actually give so much uh, about a person's uh, personality but uh, i would say you're absolutely right about that thank you so you know it, it keeps on on building up because the next point i'm going to make is especially for your wife and people around you uh, it is about argumentative nature so when you get into an argument with with the ability of your keen observation it is extremely difficult for people to win over that argument there are very few people and the key to deal with your your argument is emotions if if the person you know people you love and you care for if they break down and they cry that's the only way they can probably find some leeway because the other part of you is emotional but otherwise if somebody tries to logically fight it back 
then it is almost impossible. You know, it's unbelievable what you just said. <laughs> I, I just, I just can't believe it that you said it. Okay, so you are absolutely right, bang on. You know, so this is. I don't know whether this is. Uh, uh, I, I thought maybe this is unique to me, and nobody will ever figure this out. <laughs> and and I never thought that somebody would be able to tell me this through my handwriting. Uh, you know, that was the last thing I would have ever expected. But uh, it's getting started, Vikram. <laughs> I, this is getting into a danger zone now, actually. So. <laughs> I, I need the email IDs of all your family members so that we can circulate it properly. <laughs> my goodness, I think uh, I. I uh, this is amazing. I must say that. So, so I'm, I was talking about that argumentative trait because in the letter P, uh, you know, sometimes people have the antenna before they start the letter, like that little line that goes on the top that shows the argumentative nature. But I'm combining that with other two, three traits that I spoke about and the whole uh, analysis or the, the way I interpreted came from the multiple traits that I, I today spoke about. Is this coming from your intuitive understanding of handwriting analysis? Have, is this a science or an art? Because I think what you are telling me, uh, nobody has ever told me that before in my life. You know, So this is something I think people try to understand me as a person. Right. And this is one thing which, uh, which is uh, part of my core um, I would say nature or behavior. Uh, I, I, it happens for a period of time. And whenever, you know, I, I do, sometimes I, I do get uh, snubbed for, for being argumentative. But at the same time, I think um, you're right. You know, emotions do get attached. And I try to sometimes just uh, behave in a very different way. Uh, but of course, only with the people who are very close to me, right. uh, who I care for. Uh, so you're right about that. So Vikram, to answer your question, uh, the study of graphology is mathematical. So you literally look at and evaluate each stroke, the length of it, the formation of it. It's completely mathematical and it's beautiful how two different behaviors can be depicted and then how you can combine them to talk about a specific behavioral pattern. But the way to word all these things or to give specific feedback or to, to articulate it in the manner, I think that's, that's, that's the form of art. Because more you, people you meet, you see different variations and you start understanding the nuances of it. And I'm a, I'm a gifted uh, uh, dyslexic. Uh no, no, I can see. I can see. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> no, no, I, I didn't mean that way. I'm a gifted dyslexic. So thereby so many calculations happen naturally beyond my my logical understanding. So by the time it it comes out and the way I say it, sometimes it surprises me. I'm like, oh, that was a very interesting way of putting the same point. So no, it has to be uh, it has to be gifted because I think these kinds of things otherwise um, I don't think will come so easily. So it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So what do you, what questions do you have for me? You know, it's, a, it's very interesting to, I mean, I, and I, I feel very fortunate actually to be having this session with you because I think, uh, to be honest, I never realized that this could be uh, very interesting like this, where you are, uh, you know, you're going to come with things very specific uh, to my personality, which uh, nobody else would know so easily. Uh, but, you know, just just from my uh, experience of what I do, and as you said, I'm very passionate about my um, uh, what I do from a venture capital, helping entrepreneurs. 
you know, the mantra of my life is help people succeed and they will work extra hard to make you successful. Uh, you know, I always find, I always find myself in the middle of uh, some uh, very uh, hard decisions at, the, at, at times when you have to take a call. Uh, you know, you're always supporting entrepreneurs, but there is always a point that comes when you have to decide between cutting the cord versus continuing to fund entrepreneurs. And it has happened uh, three to four times out of 30 investments that we've done so far, uh, where we had to really take that call. Uh, I don't know if you have any views on how one deals with such situations. You know, of course, there is there is a there is a science part to it. You know, you take financial decisions based on um, whether this will make a financial sense. But there's a human and the emotions part to it as well. So I don't know whether you have a view on how to deal with such situations. Okay. So before I talk about how you look at the emotions, let me tell you that if you see somebody lagging or not performing, and if your data and your science is saying that over and over again, you do not act on it until you have to, which means there has to be uh, a warning or at least two to three triggers or red flags that had gone already past for you to really look at it and get to that point where you may consider closing the door for this person or cutting the cord. So in your evaluation, you won't do it because one trigger went off. You would do it. You'd give that person benefit of doubt because of the emotional side that I described. So until and unless that point does not come, you keep hoping for things to turn around and things to get better. But the other aspect of your empathy, which I feel very rare in your profession, and I have on, on my personal front met so many venture capitalists and people who are into your profession, and rarely do I see that level of empathy involved in the work that you do. So with that level of empathy, when you understand where the person is coming from, you feel guilty for doing it. And this is where the hit yeah. You're right about that. And I think unless you have that empathy, uh, it's very hard because ultimately it's a, it's a people business, you know, so you're actually, unless you connect with people, unless you understand their needs, unless you understand uh, what makes them successful, uh, what failure means to them. Uh, it's very hard to, to really uh, create value together. So I think uh, that's one part. And the second, second thing which I maybe I would love to hear your thoughts on, you know, we are meeting so many entrepreneurs every day. Uh, you know, we, we look at probably 5,000, uh, you know, ideas every year before we invest in 10 to 12 out of those, mm -hmm. right? So it's pretty, you know, the filtration process is very, very rigorous and, uh, as you can see, it's very hard sometimes to reject ideas. You know, there are ideas which you believe in. You believe that, yes, this will work. But then there is one part out there which just doesn't work with you and you believe that this is not going to be the right investment for you. Uh, there's a human aspect to that. There's an emotional aspect to that. You know, your, your scientific method would say that, yes, this investment is going to work. But there's something which is emotional side, which tells you, you know, something is not right here. So I don't know whether you have any thoughts on that. And I have missed out 
very good deals because of that you know i mean i and i'm okay missing out deals rather than selecting the ones which might go wrong so i don't know if you have any thoughts on that so your intuitive ability and by intuition i never mean like those esoteric comments by by intuition i mean the trained aspect of your observation that becomes so natural that you can't logically figure it out that's what i call intuition most of the time so you know so many things that you keep observing in the patterns that you have built while evaluating people their way of functioning the way their acumen to deal with money and other aspects so you're highly observant as i said so thereby you keep absorbing all these things and the evaluation which i'm talking about your personal evaluation of the thing happens in an automatic manner so the gut feel that you are referring to here is very very strong so i i believe that if you do not count on that gut feel you'll go against your own empathy you won't be able to back up that entrepreneur when things go south you won't be able to stand by the tough time and this is where things have to be in alignment of your own personality you know i believe in this that every time we make career choice or any any choice for that matter but in this case only career choice to stick to our question we have to find our alignment with it otherwise we may achieve a lot but people become very unhappy at the end of it and the reason yeah. you continue to digest this level of risk taking is because every person that you invest with you have conviction behind it so please mm-hmm. don't miss that conviction because the day you start operating only from logic in your case it won't work at all so so what's your i mean again uh, i'm i'm quite uh, impressed with your uh, analysis and uh, you know and as, as i said it might be even going to danger zone asking questions about <laughs> things where uh, i do believe that you probably know a lot more than you're telling me uh, but i would love to know more about what you think about how uh, i should handle maybe relationships you know i think one thing which i've realized is um in general even from a professional perspective i'm very experimental in nature right you know i will keep uh, experimenting with ideas you know and um um i do believe that you know uh, there is al- there's always an opportunity uh, even if things are going down they're going south there is always a positive side to it you know even in the current unfortunate situation of covid right i i keep looking at what's the positive side to it what's the opportunity out there you know uh, so so i don't know whether you have any thoughts on you know whether I, are there any uh, things i need to improve in myself uh, when it comes to relationships or when it comes to uh, you know building a strong uh personal relationships in that sense okay i have three things which are very specific first one because you are a perfectionist uh which i would add to you know for our listeners to look at their own handwriting uh there are two traits of perfectionism here one is uh, the second hump in letter m is taller than the first one clearly talking about perfectionism and second thing is sensitivity to criticism which is a scene in the letter d when the loops are pronounced in letter d and both these things put together when we talk about your perfectionism then one is internal evaluation and another is you do not want other people to taint your image or, or say things frivolously about the thing work that you do so both these things keep uh, you under this 
you know, very strict regime to perform and behave and to do things in a particular manner. Now, when it comes to relationship, because you are so particular about your way of dealing with it, you also become very particular about other people's behavior. So the evaluation mechanism you have on yourself, you tend to apply that on others. And most of the time they fail to live up to that expectation. And then you walk into relationships with that sense of disappointment. And then you do it as if you're compensating. So I feel mm-hmm. that one thing must be changed because, you know, we got no, to... I think, I think that's where the empathy comes into play. And you're absolutely right. You know, and you're right. Maybe sometimes you expect uh, others to kind of... I mean, sometimes I keep asking questions to myself. If you, if you told me that this is what success means to you, then why, why are your actions not supporting what you told me? So, you know, I, I try to reconcile at times, you know, what people tell me versus what their actions are. Right. Uh, so, so that's one thing which upsets me. But at the same time, uh, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's also uh, uh, important to, you know, make sure that people are, you know, I, I also try to go out and build active relationships, you know, so networking, for example, has been my core part of my um, personality. And it's and also required for, for this kind of a yeah, thing which I, I do. But your, your role, you know, more I think about it is like a, like a principle of, of, say, an institution. So you want to make sure that you are empathetic about people, but at the same time, you are very clear about the guidelines that people follow and they, they perform. So both the things are very, very important. So you cannot let go of one for the other. So, but that was my one important area. Second one is you are highly learnable. You're constantly throwing the tested formulas out of the window and trying to figure out newer formulas. You know, that's how you function. And at that speed, it is difficult for people to cope up. So I'm so sure that you get mostly bored in social conversations because people do not stimulate you enough. And thereby you're like, okay, I have to be here and be empathetic. But what are we getting at? And that happens a lot. <laughs> I and think you're right about that. that. <laughs> I'm, 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 actually, that is probably, uh, I, I, I think it's a combination of a good thing and a bad thing. Uh, I'm very objectives driven you, you know, in a conversation. I will always keep looking for. So what's your point yep. uh, rather than just listening to the emotional side of it. I, I hardly get emotional. Uh, I get, I really get emotional. Uh, uh, you know, even if it's a very emotional uh, conversation, I have to be very, very involved in it. But, you know, even in that situation, I would keep looking for, so what are we getting to? What are we, what is the outcome? Because I think in the bigger picture, I see life is short. There's only so many years left in life. You, you know, you have to live in your present. You have to make the best use of your time. You have to keep planning for the future. Uh, you have to work hard. Uh, you have to be disciplined with your time. You have to plan well in advance. So I think these things have helped me actually also. I agree. And I, I feel it's not that you do not listen because you know, you're highly observant and you're a great listener. So that's not true. 
if you have that notion about you, that is absolutely untrue. And I'm saying that because listening skill in handwriting is about a lowercase letter T, uh, letter E, where the loops are open. Now, in your case, most of the loops mm-hmm. are open and thereby listening skill is an important area how you observe people and you understand them. It's just that when you do not see the person being clear, articulate or you know, absolutely passionate about what they do, this is where you are not interested. So it's not about listening skill, it's about lack of interest in what the person is presenting. But in relationships, in close relationships, people require you to put up with their stupidity a bit more and thereby they see through your impatience and that gets to them. And that's when they feel not understood or they feel you're rushing them and all of that. So those aspects to, again, keep in mind in relationships. No, no, you're absolutely right again about that. Uh, I do spend, or rather I would say invest a lot of time in listening to people. Uh, I will never, never make assumptions. In fact, not only I would listen to them, I would ask questions to make sure I have heard them you know so i i just want to make sure that you know many times what happens is that you hear something and then you assume something and based on that you start responding my philosophy of life is that double check on what you heard and make sure you understood what they mean rather than what they said so i think that you're absolutely right. Uh, and I do that with everyone, uh, whoever it is, you know, whether it's my one of my entrepreneurs or my family members or anyone. So that thing has also helped me in a way where people come to me and, and they want to talk to me and they will at least feel that at least they will be heard. So, so yeah, you're right about that. Definitely. The last point to keep in mind is when you are convinced your speed of executing or going about that that plan is very, very high. And when you're not convinced, the same person who is an ultra uber fast person to execute can become, turn into a complete procrastinator. And people don't understand. They're like, oh, you are the same person who can get things going. But it is about the conviction. You have to be convinced. You have to be on the same page. If not, then nobody can move you to do the things that you do not have your heart in. And that's what, again, the third point in relationship. (laughs) No, no. Again, you're absolutely right on that because I'm very, very execution oriented. Uh, In fact, uh, uh, even with entrepreneurs we work with, you know, I mean, we keep listening to lots of ideas, but you know, it, it all boils down to how will you execute on it? And, and once, once you're convinced that, you know, here's the team who's working on it. And even if I have to work on a plan, once I know that, you know, this is something that can be executed well, then I really focus on getting it executed uh, and in a very planned manner and will make sure that it is done uh, well in time. So you're absolutely right on that. But you missed the last part. I said, when you're not convinced, you can procrastinate and people do not understand <laughs> how is that possible. <laughs> and, and you're right about that as well, because I'll, I'll tell you, um, if someone is doing it uh, or doing something just to kind of, uh, just to fill in a gap or just to prove a point, that doesn't excite me, you know. Unless you're doing it because you're passionate about it or you believe in it 
and there is some something you're deriving out uh, as an outcome of value uh, i believe this as a waste of time I, i i actually keep asking questions in terms of why you're doing it you know <laughs> don't don't waste time you know so either do it because there's a there's something meaningful which is going to come out of it yeah. or or don't do it i mean uh, there's there's no other way you know so yeah yeah so there's nothing in between so either you do it or you don't do it and, and like for example you know i think this is something i believe in you know somebody says i try to do things i will try to you know so i think <laughs> there's in my dictionary there's nothing called try you know either you do it or you don't do it you know so that's the way i i it may sometimes it may also hurt me because uh i you know there are there could be people who generally are trying and you know but i kind of tend to push them really hard so oh, yeah. but this is who you are and i think that's the fun of working with you and people who have uh, worked with you from the beginning or people you have groomed or mentored those people have really gone beyond their own limitations and which is i feel you know the phenomenal part of being part of your team and this is for your teammates and people who are working with you to learn and to absorb and when you have a leader who is constantly reevaluating his journeys his decisions and willing to experiment i think that's a treat and that's that's amazing yeah i i i am always willing to accept my mistakes i'm always uh, willing to keep learning uh, i'm learning every day whether it is uh, my partner or a person who's just joined my team uh, i'm always asking questions in terms of what i can learn from you and that i think that actually uh, does help you know in 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 the sense that people see you as someone who's not just bossing you around people see you as someone who is equal uh, who they don't like to call a boss who they would like to call as a friend so i think when you're working with a team who believes you are a friend the fun of working uh, increases multifold so so i i believe in that philosophy i'm so sure and i can look at that uh, from your handwriting and completely agree with that now the next aspect uh, is my question to you for our listeners if you have to keep a few things in mind while doing startup investments you know people still have that stigma and that that fear of should we do it or should we not do it what are those two three things that they should keep in mind so it's a very exciting field and it has become very exciting over time so people have seen somebody putting in like 10 lakhs at becoming you know 10 crores in no time uh, but you know those examples are very few you know like typical success rates are just 1% yeah. people don't talk about the remaining 99% who failed right so so you're right i think uh, the risks are very very high uh, my suggestions are you know if you want to do it passionately if this is part of your passion then you please go ahead and do it and you should do it yourself you know look and for startups by passion you mean that people who are interested in supporting other people's passion is it that is right so if if you are if you are you know looking to invest in startups yourself you should do that don't do it as a lottery as a gamble right. you know people people are actually thinking of you know just like you know many people invest in stock market because they believe that okay let me put some money in this stock i think it will go up they may not even do any research on what's going on there right uh, i think uh, my my suggestion would be don't that's not probably the best way to do it you know the best way to do it is either you get involved you know see if you can add value beyond money you know don't just do it because you think your money will multiply uh, or 
give your money to a professional who is passionate about it uh, who can do a better job than you and, and that's where the venture capital funds organize vc funds who do it for the living like you know ivy cap ventures is one of the vc funds and many other vc funds in the market who actually do it for living and do it as passion you know invest in them you know so invest in vc funds invest in organized teams who actually do this for the living and how so, do you evaluate a startup there are so many factors so if somebody has to get started is there any beginning point on that one so when when we look at startup uh, uh, aditi uh, 80% of our time goes into evaluating the people the people involved the team uh, exactly i i would love to maybe you know get you involved and uh, get their one pager handwriting to you would love then... to do that be amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this this uh, i never thought earlier that this could have been an option but going through this whole discussion with you i believe that's definitely a practical option uh, it's all about knowing people and learning their personalities and understanding how they behave why they have taken risks are they doing it for genuinely solving a problem uh, or they're doing it just because their neighbor did it and created large value f- for themselves and therefore they think that they are smarter than their neighbor and therefore they should be doing it you know it's very important to to be doing it for the right reason right uh, so therefore most of my personal time for example when i'm evaluating a startup goes into understanding that person that team which has stake in the business you know and and it's also important to understand the psychology behind how they distributed the value to their team members you know what's the shareholding distribution to the entire team mm-hmm. value sharing is value creation so do they believe in that uh, many times you know they'll have a single entrepreneur just you know not wanting to share stake uh, with other team members because they think oh i can do it myself mm-hmm. uh, again that's that tells something about the behavior of the person uh so so once you understand the people i think the problem they're solving uh, becomes a part of their behavior of choosing that particular problem why they chose right so it also shows about why they decided to focus on that problem and and then the questions come around is this a large enough problem to be solved will this scale up therefore will they be able to execute uh, to scale up that right so Uh, so there are questions around the business model will this be a profitable business you know will they burn a lot of money to achieve their goals uh, then it comes to a technical evaluation of those things so so yeah so i think post that we do a lot of uh, assessment of or validation of the mm-hmm. claims they made you know they make claims they make claims that our product is uh, very well accepted by the customers you know the pricing is right uh, the profitability will only increase the only way to validate that is actually go to the market and ask questions to their customers to their employees and validate their stories so so that's called due diligence right so we then then, then we go into the assessment of validating their claims so so once we validate those claims many times and majority of the times only uh 70 to 80% of claims are validated you know remaining 20 to 30% is always something they would have you know projected given, uh, or imagined, projected or, or, imagined or, or assumed mm. uh so then we go, go back and deciding on whether that has an impact on our investment philosophy should we still invest in this uh you know is the team right maybe can they can they be mentored 
can the business model be tweaked around a little bit you know and we, we still invest in it but you know we tweak around the business idea so there are lots of those questions we ask to ourselves before investing that's amazing and and probably that whole process of going through each entrepreneur and evaluating all these factors is the reason behind your success every interaction with an entrepreneur is a learning experience i can tell you uh, i'm sure same thing for you you know when you look at so many handwritings Each you learn you, you learn something new every time right so it's very similar to uh, uh, to us as vcs as venture capitalists vikram will it be too much if i request you to sing <laughs> <laughs> uh it won't be too much oh, uh, <clears throat> I, i am uh, always uh, passionate about it Uh, i can always sing a few lines and i actually composed a song for iit delhi okay uh, in fact uh, this this whole endowment fund of iit delhi um uh, is 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 come out from a lot of passion uh, you know so i i totally believe in this whole thing and i wrote a song for that along with a friend of mine and then composed the music and then did the video So wow. go to YouTube and just write down IIT Delhi Endowment Fund. That's a song which I have written and composed and made a video of. Uh, I have got lots of IIT Delhi alumni in that song. You know, very successful entrepreneurs there. But uh, just to sing a few lines, as basically, okay. So, so let me just sing a few lines. तूने बन आँखों से देखे थे ख्वाब जो है जुबा बिना तेरे दिल को फिर भी है याद वो है रास्ता तुझको पता अब ढूंढ ले मंजिल के निशान खुद बना ले जिंदगी मत समझ ये भाग है ना खत्म जो हुई वो तेरे अंदर की आग है आग है आग है आग है आग है क्या बात ओ माय गॉड गुस बम्स दिस इज अमेजिंग नॉट ओनली द द वॉइस बट द द वर्डिंग सो पावरफुल थैंक यू थैंक यू सो मच सो थैंक यू सो मच यू नो इट्स एज आई सेड music is my passion I, i'm amazed to to see how you're able to analyze just from the handwriting uh, the my passion the <laughs> thank you so much vikram for being part of this conversation and it is such a wonderful opportunity to explore leaders and you know especially person who is passionate about number games and not discounting human aspect of it it's, it's brilliant thank you Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is amazing interacting with you. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for having me on this uh, program. My pleasure. What a treat! I thoroughly enjoyed myself in this conversation. Now, if you are keen to look at those handwriting strokes actually informing, then you can check out our YouTube channel Aditi Surana from season two. Every single episode is also published on our YouTube channel. If you are as fascinated about graphology and you want to know more about yourself, you can do one of the two things. You can book a session. My website link is aditisurana.com, or you can learn our graphology masterclass. New batches. Start every first. 
Saturday of the month so you can learn to evaluate yourself, your family members, your employees, people around you and you know anybody you like. And if you believe that I want to use graphology to feel better and you know make my life easier and solve the anxiety driven problems that I keep experiencing, in that case you should check out our 21 day anti-anxiety social initiative that is going on till 12th of May. Every day at 4pm I do an Instagram live where we speak about different angles of anxiety that are ailing people, troubling people. Now these are tough times and we require as many tools that we can employ to solve our problems and stay mentally put. And this is what we do in those conversations. If you're interested, then you can sign up on aditisurana.com slash lockdown21. I will see you on Friday with one more episode of Absolutely Right where we'll be talking about how to deal with guilt. I know so many people are experiencing it at different levels and it is getting to them, especially in the work from home situation. Let's look at what all we can do. I'll see you then. Till then, happy writing. Happy writing.